0: Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to InFocus, the Hindu's Analysis Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We had promised you a data update as part of yesterday's episode, which we never quite got to. So today's update, which we are recording on Wednesday, the 8th of April, is fully an episode about data and that also provides a good perspective from which to discuss the major news of the day, which is that we could very well see an extension now of the 21-day lockdown period. That's the input that the Prime Minister seems to be getting from various quarters, and some Chief Ministers too have also asked for the lockdown to be extended. So, we're going to be discussing two major data points in this episode, both of which we will link to in the show notes so that you can read and get a better idea. One is the effect that the lockdown has had on labour and the unemployment rate. The other is a constantly updated state-wise tracker for testing and infection rates from each state, which gives us actually a real-time way to look at where things stand as the originally stipulated 21-day lockdown period draws to a close. We'll end with a data point about Japan, which I think will provide an interesting contrast with what's happening in India. And joining me today is Srinivasan Ramani. The Hindus deputy national editor, uh, who also heads the Hindus data teams, Trini. Uh, great to have you with us, um, and I think it's it's really good that you're here because I wanted to particularly highlight the uh, fantastic work that we've been doing with our uh, with our tracking of data from the states in terms of testing and uh, the testing rates and what we can read into them. But uh, I think let's just let's just talk about uh, two things, and I think we speak today. We are recording on uh, what is it Wednesday, the eighth of April. And all the talk now is that we might be extending the lockdown. So the first, uh, the first data point that I think we should speak about is the more recent one, which is basically what is the effect that this has had on employment. And um, yeah, uh, just in the context of the fact that I've read, uh, there was a Bloomberg report a couple of days back that at 23% now, we are pretty much in, uh, in one of our highest phases of unemployment. So wh- what, is, what does the data tell us now?
1: Yeah. So, uh, the Center for Monitoring Indian Economy, uh, which is a private agency which is being conducting regular surveys uh, on uh, unemployment, uh, they do a, you know, a a a, a daily, weekly, and a a monthly uh, aggregation on what is the labor participation rate, meaning how many people are employed, uh, you know, uh, how many people are kept, I mean, uh, part of the labor force and are employed, how many people... uh, are employed that is just uh, and who are not that is unemployment rate, that they have been tracking for quite some time now uh, f- f- the data we have is from april 2016 to april 2020 that's four years of data and uh, we found that uh, uh, the uh, uh, the unemployment rate is uh, close to 23.38 percent now that is uh, the, the the largest such uh, number since probably the demonetization period uh, the other point is that uh, the labor participation uh, rate has also uh, you know, drastically decreased uh, to 36.1%. So, which means to say that there are fewer people who are actually actively searching for jobs. And even among those who are searching for jobs, uh, many of them are unemployed. So, the lockdown seems to have had a very drastic effect, uh, you know, effect on uh, the unemployment situation. I mean, this is but expected because in a uh, largely informal, uh, you know, informal sector driven economy, uh, where many of the people who are in the labor force are dependent on daily wages, casual labor and so on. If you enforce a lockdown, this is the sector that is affected the most, which is the reason why there is, uh, you know, less labor participation rate and also a high uh, unemployment
0: Right. And I think let's just move on now to discussing our second uh, data point, which is the statewide tracker for um, infection and testing rates. And as we kind of enter into this phase of talking about an extension of the lockdown period, I think that that data point really gives us an insight into how each state is doing in real time with regard to uh, testing and actually working toward flattening the curve, if you like. So, how how do we read, what do we read into those data points and how best do we understand them at this time?
1: Yeah, uh, quickly, before we uh, get to the, you know, state level variations, we have to again re-emphasize that testing rates in India, even though they have gone up over time in the last couple of weeks, we still have pretty low testing rates compared to the rest of the world, right? Number one. Now, there are state level variations as to which, which states are testing more and, uh, you know, uh you know isolating those who have been tested as positive and also treating those who have been infected with covid-19 right so in that uh, the, the uh, uh, you know uh, the states like kerala uh, the union territory of delhi uh, tamil nadu and uh, and uh, rajasthan uh, these are the ones who are uh, you know um, who have uh, done a fairly decent job of increasing their test rates all right and uh, uh, in, in, in and the identification of the nizamuddin cluster in the last week or so uh, has also helped uh, you know um, uh, identify uh, more people who are infected and uh, to you know uh, subject them to treat, i mean isolation and treatment and now in some states uh, this has uh, you know work, worked out in the way that the patients have themselves voluntarily come out, come about and got themselves tested which is the reason why in states like tamil nadu the positive cases among the samples tested has been rather high high you know almost 13% of those tested have been uh, you know proven to be infected with covid-19 uh, and uh, 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 the reason for is for that is that people have come come around uh, uh, voluntarily to get themselves tested at the same time if you look at the curves uh, the question that you ask as to how the infection rates are going up in uh, most states uh, maharashtra rajasthan delhi tamil nadu Telangana, Andhra Pradesh are all showing uh, uh, curves which are uh, pointing towards an exponential rise. All right. While Kerala, on the other hand, seems to be on track to, you know, almost flatten the rise. Other states, we don't have enough data to know really what is going on. Partially because testing rates are quite low over there. States states such as Bihar, Uttar Pradesh, uh, and so on so when you ask the question of what will happen with respect to the lockdown i think uh, most states which are showing an exponential rise even now right they would argue that they would want to continue the lockdown which is why you hear uh, chief minister of telangana saying that the lockdown might uh, need to be extended you have indications that tamil nadu is also talking about it and so on and states which have like up and bihar which haven't shown any infections but are not even testing properly, even there they would probably want to, you know, continue to remain cautious about uh, uh, the state of infections there. But in Kerala, of all places, uh, because they have done fair amount of testing and they have, uh, uh, you know, also uh, done a fair amount of, uh, there has been a fair amount of recovery as well over there. The death rate is also very low in Kerala. Kerala, I think, could be thinking of a, much, uh, uh, you know, much needed under phased withdrawal of the uh, lockdown, uh, rather than continuing the lockdown, you know, you know, you know, indefinitely as it is now.
0: So, uh, so couple of things there. Basically, uh, from what you're saying, it means that the, these states that you mentioned, which have, which are showing this exponential rise, it is because they are upgrading testing, at the or or they have been recently. Kerala, as we know, as we've discussed in. Uh, This podcast, Elsewhere also, they have a pretty uh, sophisticated surveillance system uh, because they dealt with the uh, Nipah virus before. They did register the first cases in India, so they have been kind of better in this uh, this field. So, it does show that uh, because they've been testing more, they did experience an exponential rise, but they've also been able to contain it and the curve is now sort of uh, flattening for them.
1: So, Kerala, um, the number of cases rising, right, relatively low now. Seems to be a relatively flatter curve. A state like Maharashtra, it's a more of a bell-shaped curve with a rise in, I mean, the number of cases every day rising uh, exponentially or you know uh, significantly, right? The same is the case with say uh, Tamil Nadu. The same is the case with say Rajasthan uh, and uh, Madhya Pradesh and so on. Now partially this is because of the identification of the uh, you know infected people from the Nizamuddin cluster. That is also one reason. Why there has been yeah. rises in some states right in some states like MP for example, they have discovered their own clusters, small clusters in indoor, for example. what is happening is that now that uh, testing is being ramped up in a few states, they are identifying more and more cases coming up uh, that, that, that is that seems to be the case in a few states uh, but but in Kerala th- this has been uh, the, t- the testing rate has been quite steady over time, and the number of cases uh, rise in the number of cases has been relatively
0: fewer over time. And what it does go to show, I mean, all these data sets is that, uh, is, you know, how key testing really is, like in the sense of just determining where different states are, not just in regard to the lockdown, but in terms of an actual uh, sustainable containment strategy. Um, it does seem to depend much on how much uh, each state is able to ramp up testing. Is that a right inference to read from uh, the state trackers?
1: I think so. I think so. Because uh, we know for, for sure that. Uh... Uh, While there is a lot of correlation with, uh, you know, the fact that uh, the the virus is not spreading in places which are hot and humid, there is no sure causality pattern to say that for sure that, you know, the virus is not a problem in some places while it is in other places, right? So, the only way out to know whether uh, a particular place is affected by the virus or not is to test people, right? And... uh, and, and you know no and then follow the rest of the steps that is you know test or identify the infected isolate them and then uh, uh treat them right now uh in some states uh while uh infections have been so far very low we really don't know how if they have really tested enough so so we, can, we cannot make the assumptions that there are no infections over there we can only make the assumptions that uh, since the testing date is low there is a possibility of some cases who are both symptomatic or asymptomatic who have not been tested so far. So the, the, the takeaway is that if we remove the lockdown or if we remove so, uh, so, you know, social distancing or isolation measures over there, there is a possibility of more cases coming out. Even, even without testing, right? So, which is the reason why we need to ensure that testing rates are relatively
0: uh, higher uh, going forward. Just just to quickly move on to um, one of the one of the other really interesting data points that we had, and that is about uh, Japan. So even early on, when I think when I think this kind of dichotomy came out in the fact that um, the WHO was saying test, test, test should be the mantra, and uh, India was saying that doesn't necessarily apply to us. One of the models that people brought up was the Japan model because they were not doing very aggressive testing. And um, so yeah, I, so I think of course we link to this data point like all the others in the show notes. But what does uh, what does this data point tell us about what uh, what happened in Japan and what they're going through at the moment?
1: So uh, an important caveat is that India was not necessarily saying that testing more testing doesn't matter. It's, it's not a strategy that fits us. They were saying that they would like to test more if they had more test kits. The reasons why uh, the reason why India adopted this protocol of only testing people with a travel history and their and people who the, who those whom they contacted was in order to ensure that this testing kits was available at a time when the number of infections infections went up. Now, in the case of Japan, on the other hand, it's not a it's not necessarily related to availability of test kits, but their strategy was simply to find out clusters, right, which which have show, and isolate people who have been identified as part of clusters, right, and uh, they did not even impose a lockdown. Right. So, they merely uh, went about uh, a strategy of finding out places where, hotspots rather, where uh, people were suspected to have uh, got this infection. Now, it worked well for them in initial days. The, uh, the curve for Japan was relatively flat compared to all other countries. But uh, over time, uh, what we found out uh, from uh, the John Hopkins and WHO data is that uh, the number of cases started rising slowly in the last couple of weeks. So now Japan has also gone on to impose a, an emergency or there, there is talk about in, imposing an emergency, which is similar to the lockdown measures that we have adopted. Because they have realized that their idea of not having to impose a lockdown and also having relatively low testing rates has not really worked in the long run.
0: So are they, but they're not experiencing any kind of second wave or anything in terms of infection?
1: Not necessarily a second wave, but uh, their first wave in uh, itself was relatively flat. But started showing, uh, you know, the curve started rising uh, in, the, in the last couple of weeks. That's what uh, is happening.
0: Right. And just moving forward, Srini, as we are, uh, again, we're going to base this whole thing around the fact that uh, we are going to be talking, I think, for the next week or so about the extension of the lockdown. What are, what are the other data sets that we should be looking at uh, going forward?
1: In the coming week or so, there will be more talk on uh, whether to extend the lockdown or not. The public authorities will be weighing the economic effects of the lockdown over whether how we are, uh, you know, addressing the fallout of this virus as well. Uh, there are still some questions to be answered uh, in terms of whether, uh, you know, this uh, lockdown measures that have been adopted the wor- world over, are they necessitated at all? Uh, in, in Because we still don't know the extent of the virulence of this of this virus. There is much to be still talked about about this virus itself by epidemiologists and others uh, for public authorities to be clearly sure as to what they have to do going forward in the oh, next wow. week or so we will try to focus on that aspect of uh, epidemiology uh, and because we have enough data now because most countries have been affected by this virus uh, there have been deaths reported from all across the world so we would like to understand uh, this uh, you know the effect of this virus a little bit better now. And then judge the uh, need for a lockdown for even for countries like ours, uh, which, you know, uh, which cannot afford to have indefinite lockdowns with the kind of economy that we have.
0: Right. So you say uh, you you mean understand the virus in terms of uh, getting some more granular understanding in in terms of its spread and uh, how it um, and, and and the comorbidities and things like that?
1: Yes. I mean, this fatality rates, you know, there is a significant variance in fatality rates across countries now. The you uh you know places like uh, Spain and Italy ha- and Iran had very high fatality rates. Uh, the positive rates in US are, uh, US is quite high. Infection rates are quite high in US, but fatality rate is relatively lower. In India, fatality rate is somewhat higher, but the infection rates are relatively lower. So y- if we can get an understanding of how this virus is really behaving in various countries, that would give right. a better way uh, of understanding how we need to go about tackling it in terms of uh, you know the lockdowns and so on rather than simply looking at the uh, you know, rate of infections alone. So we need to understand right, how right. the virus is biologically acting in various geographical areas, if I can put it in a nutshell.
0: Okay, yeah, sure. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, uh, Shreeni, thanks a lot for joining us. This was uh, very interesting as always. We will speak to you soon on these subjects and more, I'm sure.
1: Thanks, Jen. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.